Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Wes. And this is Breakdown from the Couch. This is the podcast where we watch movies that are available on streaming services and then try to break them down for you scene by scene. Yep. Um, let's see. You can check us out on social media. Just search search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also check us out on ageofradio.org. You can find our episodes there as well as shop our sponsors. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to give us a review and message, message us with any movie suggestions you might have. So I just want to apologize for March. I think we only put out like two <laughs> movies, two episodes. We did. I mean, but in our defense, things have been kind of crazy. And the last movie that we were going to attempt to do, A Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. We, we've, we've discovered that was going to be another one of those films that was just going to be harder than yeah. we anticipated to actually do yeah so you know it's a new month we're gonna definitely try to be more consistent with our content you know yeah. by having an episode out every week like we were before um originally we were gonna make this baseball movie month but obviously with everything going on currently baseball season hasn't you know hasn't started so right um we're gonna just switch it up and instead we're just gonna do general sports movies yeah. Um, you know, maybe eventually we'll be able to have a football uh month or whatever, you know, hopefully that'll happen. Um so we decided to do Whip It, yep. which is about roller derby. Uh which if you haven't seen a roller derby bout, um yeah. you need to after this whole uh coronavirus thing calms down. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. So all right. Well, you ready to hop on in? Yeah. All right. Sorry about our dogs. Yep. The new episode is named again. Sorry about our dogs. Yes. So the synopsis, this one comes from Internet Movie Database, uh, as usual. In Bodine, Texas, an indie rock-loving misfit finds a way of dealing with her small-town misery after she discovers, discovers a roller derby league in nearby Austin. Yeah. All right. Well, you ready to just jump on in? Yep. All right, so the movie opens with a bunch of pretty-looking girls in dresses sitting in front of mirrors doing their makeup. Um, and we're kind of introduced to Bliss's mom, who right. she's, you know, outside, and some of the moms are talking about how, you know, oh, you know, your daughter doesn't want you in there with her anymore. And she's kind of explaining, like, yeah, you know, she's at that age. Right. And real quick, we go to Bliss and her friend, Pash, and Bliss is freaking out because she's got blue hair dye, which yeah. apparently was supposed to be temporary, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what dye can be made out of to be, like, temporary, temporary. But yeah. to me, it seems like that would be... It would definitely take some washings to get right. that stuff out. And so that's just it. So she's freaking out. She's trying to wash it out. And her friend is looking at the bottle like, I could have sworn it said temporary before. Yeah. And so while they're trying to get that out, we see some of the girls going out there for their pageant and giving stupid answers, you know, like your traditional pageant answers. Like, you know, oh, if you could have, if you could have lunch with anybody, who would it be and why? And right. like one girl does say God, which I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but if you're having lunch with God, that means you're dead. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, she gives true. that answer. Another girl says her grandfather, which is, you know, sweet. Right. And then we have Bliss. Bliss walks in, you know, with the blue hair. 
And of course, everybody at that point is just stunned and silent. And the mom, her mom is, you know, freaked out and upset. Yeah. And so she gets up there and she just, she very, you know, nicely, you know, says her answer. And she says that, you know, if she could have lunch with anybody, it would be Amelia Earhart, you know, because... You know, not only was, you know, she a pioneer, you know, in in, uh, aeronautics or whatever. She just has, like, this really nice answer. Right. Which, you know, like you said, it was a good answer. It was a pageant answer for sure. Oh, for sure. Right. And so, you know, now we see them and they're leaving the pageant and, you know, they're back in their regular clothes. Turns out her little sister, you know, won some big, you know, pageant award. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that, that trophy was huge. That it was thing taller was than huge. the sister. Yeah, I mean, it was freaking <laughs> huge. And of course, the mom is basically like, you know, are you trying to embarrass me? Pretty right. much, like, pretty much, like, what is this? Exactly. You know, what are you doing? Right. Um, and uh, we see one of the girls who is. We find out later it's not only like her number one competition, but also. Kind of her rival, her, yeah. you know, this this girl is kind of a bitch. Exactly. To her. Stereotypical. She's mm-hmm. just kind of judgmental about everything everybody else does. Right. And whatever she has is better than them. Exactly. And so, you know, she, you know, is like, oh, hi, you know, doing this whole fake thing. And she mentions, I guess this girl won like second place or it was higher up there. Yes, she's like, yeah, she did. She's like, oh, you know, well, Bliss, you know, is a tough competitor. And then she said, usually. Yeah. You know, because obviously with the blue hair, that wasn't, yeah. you know, going to happen. Yeah, go home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they get into the car and, you know, again, the mom, the mom's trying to explain kind of like why these pageants are important because you can tell Bliss has no interest in it whatsoever. Right. She does not want to do these pageants. Exactly. And she's trying to explain, the mom's trying to explain how, you know, it's actually, you know, uh, very beneficial. You know, you, you learn a lot of things. And then I, I think it's funny because, you know, she's, she's talking about how, you know, like, look, I'm not asking you to be Miss America. And then the younger sister chimes in and she's like, oh, she's like, I, I'm going to be Miss America someday. And the yeah. mom is like, you know, I'm sure you'll be the best one. And then I think <laughs> yes. it's so funny because at that point she pulls out a, 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 a container and she's like teeth. And the, the little girl pulls out like her fake teeth. Yeah, for like the perfect smile. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, she asks for eyes. And yes. I think Bliss hands are like the contact lens case. Yeah, you know, so... Um, Let's see, at that point, uh, we see them, and they're at a beauty shop because... Right, she's going to get that dye taken out of Bliss's hair. Right, and so, yeah, you see the lady, you know, of course, feverishly trying to get this stuff out. Oh, yeah, she's like, oh, well, you know, don't worry about it. You know what happens sometimes. Yeah. We, we'll take care of it. Right. And I think she basically probably just... I think the only thing you can do in that situation is just dye the hair again. I think so. Like, as close as you can to the natural color. Yeah, yeah. And so, we see, at that point, we see the dad, and he's sitting outside, and he's watching these neighbors, these neighbor boys, that are playing football. Yeah. And he's just kind of watching them, and, you know, at that point, uh, the... 
the wife and the kids pull up in the truck and he kind of situates himself like yeah we find out throughout <laughs> the movie that he ends up acting a little differently when the mom is around right yeah um so he kind of straightens himself up you know because he was watching uh the kids playing football and also watching, I think, a game or something on TV. Too. Exactly. It was kind of his time to relax and just kind of yeah, unwind without the wife around mm-hmm. because he their their relationship is kind of like a uh, um he and the wife are polar opposites basically. Yeah. I guess yeah, like he doesn't really see much of doesn't have much of a problem with bliss like doing some of these. You know, I guess you could call them tomboyish things. Right. But he doesn't really want to speak up too much because then he'll get in trouble with the wife too quite a bit. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, the wife and the kids come back and he, you know, he greets them out there and uh, um, the younger daughter is like, look, dad, I want another one. And like you said, this trophy is just massive. Oh yeah, it's taller than she is. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, good job, hon, you know, and... And then he, you know, turns to bliss. And at this point, our hair is back to normal. It's all wet, though. And, <laughs> you know, everything. And he's like, hey, he's like, if I had heard what, you know, what you were going to do, I would have bought myself a ticket. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he heard about the whole blue mm-hmm. hair fiasco. Right. And you could tell the mom is kind of telling him. Yeah, giving you know, him the look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, that's like, what I meant. You know, he's like, I mean, um, yeah, I forget what he told her. He, he yeah. scolded her kind of halfway scolded her yeah he didn't really mean it yeah (laughs) but anyway um so yeah after uh the dad goes inside um we end up meeting uh some of bliss's friends uh where she works right so she works at a place called the oink joint yeah um and we are introduced again to pash who she was the friend that you know was involved with the whole blue uh hair incident right and we're introduced to Birdman. <laughs> um apparently his name is Dwayne. Dwayne. yeah and he's telling them you know they're first of all there's like a group of like all these old people they get off of this bus in front of the restaurant right and they're they're you know the two girls are kind of talking back and forth about how like why would anybody you know want to stop you know at the in this you know crappy town or whatever <laughs> Um, and they're, they're just talking about how, you know, well, at least they get to like leave though afterwards. Right. And Birdman's talking about how, you know, without that blue bonnet factory or whatever it was. Yeah. um, Blue bonnet factory. (laughs) What the heck? I didn't catch on to that until the second time we watched this. Yeah. I don't know if it was supposed to, cause it almost looked like it was supposed to be like a, uh, like an ice cream factory so i almost wonder if instead of bluebell if they changed oh they it. changed it to okay because I, I heard wonder. blue bonnet factory and i'm like yeah they don't make you know they bonnets. don't make them <laughs> yeah. i mean you can i'm suppose it would be a seed processing right place where they would process the seeds and pack them and ship them out yeah maybe but yeah you don't like create blue bonnets from scratch. right <laughs> But he's just talking about how, you know, yeah, well, without that, you know, this town really would be nothing. Right. And this is when the girls are like, you know, you know, before you got promoted, I liked you a lot better when you were just Birdman. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, he's like about that. He's like, you guys have to start calling me Dwayne. And they're like, no, they're like, you know, we're going to keep calling you Birdman. Right. Because like he's their manager now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which, which like who promoted him because these are the only three employees in this entire restaurant we've we see exactly the whole movie. yeah like when you're watching this movie it's like okay there's literally only three of them yeah like i know it's like a small town it's a small restaurant but you need more than three people oh yeah you'd know yeah there <laughs> would definitely be more than three people on the staff I right mean, being such a small town you couldn't have like probably like 15 right but you would definitely have more than three right well, so anyway, so he, you know, is talking about well, like, well, I'm still the same bird man. And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then this is whenever uh, the girl that's kind of her rival, that's a jerk, you know, yeah. and some of her friends, boyfriend and a couple of others show up or whatever. And, you know, you see them, they're being kind of loud and they go and sit down. And her friend Pash tells uh, Bliss, she's like, make sure they tip you this time. Right. And so Bliss goes over there to take the, you know, take their orders. And the the one guy who's supposed to be like a jock, I guess, yeah. is talking about how he's like, hey, he's like, what's that meal uh, called uh, that, you know, when you eat it, like in a certain amount of time, it's free. Oh, and gosh. she, yeah, she, t- she tells him that that's called the squealer and that he's got three minutes to eat it, you know, and if he does, then it's free. I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. So he's, he's like, okay, he's like, let's do that. And so sure enough, you know, the food comes out and you watch him yep. eating it. And sure enough, he gets it all down and he's yeah. like, it's free, bitches. It's free. Yeah. You're scaring the old people, man. Calm right? down. <laughs> so at that point, Pash just hands, uh, hands Bliss the um, ca- uh, camera. Yeah. So that she can go over there and take the picture. Because you also get your picture on like on the, this yeah. Hall of Fame type thing. It's like, yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, we see her and she's, you know, just taking a nap. And her mom, you know, comes into her room and tells her, you know, hey, she's like, you know, I've been thinking uh, maybe we should do some shopping. You know, we can go into Austin and do that. Yeah. And Bliss is like super excited because it's like, oh, yes, we get to, you know, leave this small ass town and go into Austin. Right. You know, so (laughs) they're in the truck and I don't know what the mom and the sister are singing, but they're singing some song. I couldn't figure it out. I don't know if it's just something they made up for the film or if it's a, you know, a snippet of some pop song that we just didn't recognize. Well, and obviously Bliss is not that interested. Right. Well, she's, you know, she's of that age. She's too Mm -hmm. cool for school, basically, you know. Yeah. So now we're at the shop and she picks out like a pair of boots. Yeah. And... The mom, you can tell the mom's not a fan. And she even says, she's like, well, she's like, at least there's not duct tape around <laughs> around them. Yeah. And so she, you know, offers to buy them. And so they go up there to buy them. And she looks and she's like, oh, she's like, well, aren't these pretty vases? Gosh. And uh, yeah. You no, think they're... she would have recognized mm-hmm. that though right off the bat. I mean, I'm sure she, you know, being the age she was for this movie, yeah. she grew up in the era a well, bongs. I mean, anybody who's yeah. lived in the world knows. Yeah, it's a bong. Yeah. A bunch of bongs. By a certain. Yeah. Which also, if, like, we were in Austin recently for something. Yeah. And uh, you actually, you see that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. I remember walking through some of those gift shops. Right. And behind the glass at the counter, you know, they would have things like bongs and lighters and pocket knives. Right, and, yeah. You know, that's pretty accurate right to the sort of thing you run into 
Well, and so when she mentioned the vases or whatever, the the two people behind the counter started laughing and were like, oh, yes, you know, you could fit a bunch of tulips into those. Yeah. And at that point, she actually takes uh, the boots off the the counter and takes her card back. And Bliss kind of has to calm her down. Like, you know, it was, you know, they were just kidding. It's, you know, it's funny. Right. And... She goes, yeah, she's like buying, you know, she's like, we're not, you know, getting your clothes and stuff from a head shop. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's not really a head shop, no, though. it's not. They're selling the accessories, right. but they're not selling yeah. the other stuff. Exactly. And so, at that point, I think she actually calls the dad. Yeah. And she, you know, is like, Earl, she's like, will you please tell your daughter that we're not, you know, going to be buying anything from a, you know, any clothes or anything from a head shop. And I like the dad's reaction when he gets on the phone with the daughter, you know, he's just laughing. He thinks it's hysterical. Yeah, he's like, you took your mother to a head shop? He's like, are you nuts? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, at that point, Bliss is like, well, she's like, I'll just pay for it myself. You know, I've got my own money. And the mom is telling her, like, no, you know, kind of like on principle, I guess. Right. Yeah. Because she, yeah. Like she said, I'm not buying you clothes from a hedge. Right. And so, but while the mom and the dad are on the phone going back and forth, that's what she does. And she ends up paying for the boots. Yeah. And when she's doing that, a couple of roller derby girls come in with a stack of flyers And she's kind of watching them, you know, because she hasn't, you know, seen roller derby girls before or anything like that. So it's kind of, you know, it was interesting to her. And so, you know, they set the flyers down and you see them, they skate off again. And so she picks up one of the flyers, you know, to keep. Um, Yeah, which, I mean, I'm kind of like, I guess I'm different. Can we were watch that, watch that scene? I've made the comment that if I was the store... owner of that store right i'll just say the word store about a million times nice (laughs) if i was the store owner i would be like get out of here with those roller skates you're ruining my floor because they hopped the they hopped over the what you call it threshold and jump inside the store and they're like twirling and stuff all over the Eh, i don't think it would really ruin it though to me it's irritating i just i was like get out of here yeah Take those skates off. Right. Leave your flyers, but do not skate. <laughs> Get off my lawn. That's right. I'm basically... Get off old... my floor. Exactly. I'm, I'm basically like a grumpy old man. You are. The, that's okay, though. The grumpy old Muppets from yeah. the Muppet Show. If anybody knows what that is, that's probably me. Right. Um, so at that point, you know, you see, and they're like leaving Austin. Yeah. And, you know, she's kind of bummed. I think at this point she's back at work. Oh, um, I don't know about work, but it's just kind of a weird little... She's being picked up by her friend for some reason. Okay. So, yeah, so she's uh, being picked up by her friend, Pash. And I kind of think it's funny because she does the thing where, you know, she goes to get into the door and Pash drives off for a second. Yeah. And she's like, screw you and your grandma's uh, Chevy Celebrity or whatever, (laughs) you know, this, like, old car. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so she, you know, gets in the car and they're off and Pash finds out about this roller derby um, bout or whatever. Right, because she finds that flyer and yeah. what faces a um, uh, backpack or something. Yeah, and so, you know, yeah, they decide like, okay, yeah, let's go because it's supposed to be like the next night or whatever. Right. So. And so the next night, 
the following night, we come to that already. Mm-hmm. And you see the girls have got their plan underway to skip town and go to Austin. Right. And so they're all dressed up in Bodine, which is supposed to be the name of the town. Right. They're dressed up in like all their school spirit uh, stuff. And yeah. They're like, you know, hey, you know, um, can we uh, go see the football game? It's going to be out of town, but, you know, they like, they need us. And, um, uh, Bliss is like, yeah, they really need us. And they're, they got like their pennants and stuff and they're, you know, like trying to show all this like spirit and stuff. <laughs> yes. And at first the dad is like, oh, he's like, well, he's like, I, I can, I'll just drive you guys, you know, we'll, we'll go see the game together. Right. Cause he likes football. Yeah. I mean, this almost backfired on them tremendously because the dad loves football. Right. And then, but then her friend Pash is like, well, she's like, I actually have my car. You know, we were just going to go. Right. And then the mom is like, you know what, Earl? She's like, let them go. You right. Know? It's fine. Yeah. And so, you know, we see them and they get into uh, Pash's car and immediately they start taking off all their Bodine stuff. Right. And, you know, you see them, they're heading to Austin and they're, you know, grooving out in the car and just having a good old time. Okay, so has Bliss ever (laughs) seen or heard an electric guitar? Apparently not. Like, the noises. So they're in the front seat. Yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) They're in the front seat and they're doing, you know, stereotypical, you know, teenage girl fun stuff on their way to Austin. And Bliss begins to mock an air guitar while they're listening to one of their favorite songs on the radio. Yep. And she's got her tongue out and she's making these weird squealing noises. Yeah. And her hands are... That scene kind of... It was almost painful to watch. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, they show up uh, at the Derby place and yeah. they just call it the warehouse Yeah, is what it's called. And so <clears throat> first thing though is uh, they see, she sees this attractive guy, you know, who's like in a band. Oh yes. And Pash can t- kind of tell that she, you know, that Bliss has a, you know, a crush, thinks at least that the guy is cute. Right. So she actually shoves Bliss like into the guy. Right. And she's like, don't say I never gave you anything. And she just kind of shoves her, you know, into his direction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they just kind of stop and like, you know, are like looking at each other and that kind of thing. And then at that point, the lights go down and now we're getting ready for some roller derby. Yes. And this is supposed to be, I think, not a scrimmage, but it's not it's not like an official game. Right, it's just an exhibition match, I think right. is what it was. Right, and so it's an exhibition match. And we're introduced to, first, the Hurl Scouts. <laughs> and this is uh, with Kristen Wiig, who yeah. plays Maggie Mayhem. Drew Barrymore, who plays uh, Smashley Simpson. <laughs> and uh, let's Those see. Those names crack me up. I mean, that's one of the best things about Derby, obviously, yeah. is the names. There's uh, Rosa Sparks, yeah. uh, played by Eve. Yep. And uh, let's see, Bloody Holly, played by Zoe Bell. Mm-hmm. And I oh, think... that's who that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I knew she looked familiar. Oh, yeah, she's like her. a she's a famous stunt woman. Yeah, okay. Zoe Bell is. Oh, that's who you were telling me yeah. about. That's right. Yep. And so those are like the main Derby girls. So... Uh, the announcer is explaining, though, that the Hurl Scouts have never won a game. <laughs> yeah. They're, you know, pretty much they just suck. Yeah, they're the league mis- They're the league misfits. They are. And so, you know, you see them, they're doing their laps around the track. 
And then we're introduced to the Holy Rollers. And they're like undefeated. And they've got this one girl named Iron Maven, uh, (laughs) played by Juliette Lewis. Yeah. And she's supposed to be like the high score, like for the league or whatever. Right. And so we're just, this whole exhibition is pretty much just the Hurl Scouts sucking. Exactly. Um, They don't really care. You know that they suck. Exactly. They're <laughs> just they're just happy to be there, basically. Pretty much. And if you watch this, it's like every single bout that um, that they're in, Drew Barrymore's character, Smashley Simpson, always hits somebody and almost always gets ejected exactly. from the game at some she's, point. <laughs> she's either getting herself injured yep. in some form or fashion, or yeah, like you said, she's doing unsportsmanlike conduct right. and getting herself ejected out of it. Yeah. She never completes an entire game, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Or an entire, what do they call it, it's bout or bout. jam? Uh, the whole game, I believe, is a bout. Oh, okay. A jam is, you know... One round or something? Pretty much, I think. Yeah. I'm, probably... I'm still a little foggy on rules, but this yeah. movie actually lays out the rules it for does. you pretty much. You know, if you watch it, there's, yeah, a ton of action going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then after the match, after the Hurl Scouts lose, of course, right? Um, Bliss walks up to the Hurl Scouts' little booth they have set yeah, up, kind of like showing merch... off some of their yeah, yeah. It's like a merch booth, and uh, Maggie Mayhem, who, like I said, is being played by Kristen Wiig. Um, Bliss goes up and she's like, "Hey, she's like, I just want to tell you, like, you guys are my new heroes." Yeah, and um, Maggie Mayhem uh, tells her. She's like, oh, she's like, well, she's like, well, why don't you be your own hero? And she mentions that they're having tryouts like that Tuesday. Yeah. And I love it because Smashley Simpson is next to her and she's got her neck like in a (laughs) brace. And she turns to Maggie Mayhem. She's like, it is. And Maggie's like, yeah. And she's like, oh. Yeah. And so, um, but Bliss tells her, she's like, oh, she's like, well, the last time I wore a pair of skates, they had Barbie on them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't worry about it. She's like, none of us, you know, knew uh, knew how to do this, you know, before either. And so she, but she tells her, she's like, but you know, you're 21, right? And she's like, oh, she's like, well, I'm 22, actually. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I just had a birthday. Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, okay, great. She's like, well, you know, we'll see you there. And Pash, you know, was with her and she goes 22 and she's like, what? She's like, you know, if I said I was 21, that would sound, you know, suspicious. And she's like, well, she's like, it doesn't really matter anyway, because, you know, you're not really going to do it. So, who, you know, pretty right. much like who cares? Yeah, because you're like she told her, like, you're 17. You're, right. You can't do that. Yeah. And so at that point, though, she's, you know, kind of determined, you know, to at least try it. Yeah. So, yeah, she opens up a chest of, like, old toys and all kinds of stuff. Yes. And sure enough, she finds her Barbie skates, which... Which, how long ago did she wear those skates? Because they fit her again. Yeah, exactly. I'm assuming those were probably from when she was a little girl. I don't... Maybe, like, 11 or 12, because maybe by then she, you know... Like, maybe she didn't grow all that much after that. I guess it's possible. Yeah, Yeah. I guess it kind of depends on how much... Because I don't know how fast... Girls' feet can grow yeah. in relation. I mean, obviously, the taller you grow, the bigger your feet will get. Right. And uh, I know with dudes, it's like, you know, once they hit their growth spurts, their yeah. feet can 
Oh, yeah. You know, they'll grow right along with it, basically. So that's just it. Maybe if she was like 11 or 12 when she last had him, maybe her feet could have stayed yeah. the same. Because the know. actress is actually pretty short. Yeah, Ellen Page is very tiny. And, you know, almost every other woman on the set in this movie is actually taller than she is. Right. So anyway, but so yeah, she finds yeah, the Barbie, uh, the Barbie skates. And now we see her and um, she's outside and she's trying to skate and she catches on apparently really quick because you see her kind of stumble a little bit. But then from there, she's just kind of gliding and doing her (laughs) thing. And we get kind of like a bunch of sequences of her, you know, trying, you know, practicing all this skating. Yeah. She's got her friend, um, Pash. Pash. Yeah. yeah. She's got her friend. I keep wanting to call her Patch. Yeah. (laughs) Um, she's got a friend following her in a car, you know, coaching her as she's skating along. Right. It's just a little montage of that. And also at the same time, they're showing her trying on her pageant dress. Yeah. With her mom. Yeah. Um, we find out it's actually a custom dress, which is really freaking expensive. We yeah. see a couple of scenes of this, you know, as this blue bonnet pageant is getting yeah. closer. Which we find out later the cost of the dress yeah. being a custom dress, which that was actually quite a steal. For, yeah. For a custom made dress. I mean, the way she said it is like, oh, it's a custom dress. It's, yeah. You know, to me, that seems like quite a steal because... You could, I'm trying to think, your wedding dress was a pretty good deal, but once you once you added with all alterations, the alterations, exactly. Yep, that's where they screw you. The several fittings. Like, you had to go in for, like, what, two fittings, three two or, fittings? Yeah, something like that. Once you do all of those appointments and they alter it all of those times, mm-hmm. a dress that might come off the rack as, like, three or four hundred dollars can jump up. Right. To that amount, yeah. I think, pretty easily. Yeah. So, so it, a custom-made dress, like, from scratch, like, taking your measurements and making it from scratch, yeah. I would think it would probably cost in the, somewhere between two to $5,000 easily. Right. But um, it's just kind of showing, like, these couple of scenes are just, you know, showing how she's starting to lead kind of a double life. She's right. learning, you know, derby, and she's practicing derby. But then she's also trying to make her mom happy with this whole pageant thing. Which is kind of funny. Like, you made the point whenever she's skating around her neighborhood practicing. How did her parents not notice? Well, because there's this one scene where it's dark outside and she's practicing in front of the house. They've got, like, a little, like, roundabout circle thing. So she's going around in a circle. She's got little cones and things set out to, like, weave in and out of. Right. And it's like, how did the parents not notice? Exactly. Like, hey, what are you doing out there? Oh, nothing. Just roller skating. Yeah. Like, really? It looks like you're training for something big because you've got cones everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. But (laughs) anyway, so now I believe it's Derby tryout day. Yes. Yeah, so she is um, on her way. um, She's on her way to the tryouts, and she... Hops on the bus to Austin. The bingo bus. Yeah, the bingo bus. That's what it's called. So, yeah, she hops on the bingo bus and she's like, you know, hey, is there room for one more? And at this point, it's like all old people. Yeah. And the the driver's like, yeah, sure, you know. So she sits down to this, next to this little old lady who literally has bluish hair. And she's like, oh, she's like, I love your hair. And she's like, oh, thank you. I do it myself. (laughs) And so, yeah, she gets dropped off, you know, by the bingo bus. And um, we're, 
again, you know, Maggie Mayhem shows that, you know, is there. And she's like, oh, great, you know, uh, you showed up kind of thing. Yeah. And we, you know, all of a sudden we see this one car kind of speed up, you know, to the place. And um, we're introduced to Razor. Yeah, which is, car's actually kind of cool. It is cool. It looks like a, like a street legal version of like a dune buggy I or know. something. Yeah. And so, yeah, Razor is actually the coach for the Hurl Scouts. Yeah. And, you know, he's trying to get everybody in and, um, you know, Maggie Mayhem makes the joke about, you know, nice shorts. And he's like, thanks. He's like, I wear them every single day. And it's just like a pair of jean shorts. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, they're having the, the meeting, you know, there's a bunch of girls there and he mentions that, the, I think he said there's like, um, six positions that need to be filled. Yeah. Um, you know, basically it's a contact sport. You know, I need you to bring your best because, yeah, there's only six positions. Right. And I think it's like not not necessarily the Hurl Scouts, no, but like league-wide, there's yeah. only six spots. Right. Yeah. And so at, okay. this, at this point, um, she, uh, Bliss raises her hand and she, you know, and he calls on her. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, what are the rules? And this is the, this is yeah. the part of the movie I liked. I mean, the whole movie was good, but I like this because... For somebody like me, I like have no idea what the rules of roller derby are. Right. I know it exists. I just never watched a game, and I don't even know how they score. Yeah. So this was pretty interesting to me. Yeah. To find out exactly how they scored and what the whole yeah you know, the and, plot was. And they, you know, that's just it. So yeah, they're explaining it by having the girls um, basically run it. So. I won't go really into it because, like I said, they explain it. Right. Um, you know, so they, they show a couple of times the girls doing this and now it's, you know, now it's the uh, fresh meat is what they're called. Yes. And it's their turn to do it. So first thing that Bliss does, she's in the pack or whatever to start with. Mm -hmm. First thing that she does is she, I think, actually just falls. Yes. You know, like she doesn't even get like a good start. Yeah. Um, But by like the end of the tryouts, though, I mean, they find out she's fast. Exactly. That's really what gets her in. It does. Because they figure, okay, we can hopefully train her right. to get better at this other stuff, but she's already got the speed. Exactly. So she can be... Because they're doing like a timed like drill type of thing. Right. And so, you know, you've got, um, you got Razor and he's timing each of the girls. Like, oh, you need to work on that time, blah, blah, blah. And I think for her, she did it in like 20, she made it around the track completely in like 23 seconds. Yeah, or something every other like girl that. was like 29 and mm -hmm. 32 and 33, well, stuff like that. And Maggie Mayhem is telling Iron Maven, she's like, well, she's like, looks like you might have some competition. Mm -hmm. And Iron Maven is like, yeah, she's like, you know, let's see if she can actually uh, give a hit. Right. And then we actually <laughs> see her and. She hits the um, the side and somehow breaks her glasses, which I still don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand, understand. exactly because like the bar doesn't is nowhere near her face. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> midsection. Yeah, right? if anything, it would she hit, hit it you with in her the stomach. Gut. Yeah, and she folded over obviously, but she didn't fold over to such an extreme amount that her face slammed onto the bars on the other right. side or anything. Right, because it's just it's like this big bar with big padded nerf around it. Yeah. To just yeah. Basically catch you and so you don't go flying into the stands. Right. 
Well, anyway, and so she comes back up, and sure enough, like, one of the lenses is broken. Yeah. And Iron Maven then says, or take a hit. Right. You know? Um, And so we see Bliss, and she's in the locker room, and she, you know, is taking off all of her pads and stuff like that. And Iron Maven approaches her, and Bliss is like, oh, she's like, you're Iron Maven. And she's like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) And um, she calls her a kiss ass. Yep. Um. Pretty much. And then she actually shoves Bliss into one of the lockers. Yeah, she she she's literally the, the bully. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely the bully. Yeah. So yeah, she just shoves Bliss into a locker and shuts her in there. Mm-hmm. And Bliss is not, she's not freaking out or anything, but she's just kind of like, you know, hey, you know, can somebody like let me out? Yeah. And this is when we see Razor and he... He opens the door and then he shuts it immediately as like a joke. Yeah. And then he opens it back up. He's like, I'm just kidding. He's like, I'm just kidding with you. And that's whenever he tells her, he's like, oh, by the way, you made the team. He's like, you're a Hurl Scout now. (laughs) Yay. Yeah. (laughs) So we have yet another kind of like a training sort of montage. She's, if I remember correctly, it starts with she goes back to her parents and she tells them, hey, look, I've. Well, adjusted first my school schedule well it started off with pash though she was telling pash like hey i'm gonna have to switch my uh work schedule oh that's right and, yes and she's like you know pash is like oh you know why and she mentions well you know because i've got those practices that i have to go to right and she's like well she's like you could switch and, and get on my same one and <laughs> this is when pash says well i can't i'm taking an S- sat course yeah. And so that ends up giving her the idea. That's right. And so she goes That's to where her she, parents. Okay. Yeah. So now she goes to her parents and she mentions like, hey, I'm going to switch my work schedule to Mondays and Wednesdays because Tuesday and Thursdays I'm going to do like an SAT prep course. Right. And the parents are like, oh, she's like, they're like, well, you know, I'm really proud of you for, right. you know, making that decision. Right, which is like, I mean, totally normal and they yeah. don't have a reason to exactly. to like disbelieve her because right. it's like, okay, good for you. You're going to graduate soon. Right. You're making preps for your future. I just I just love what the dad said though. And yeah, I like he it. He goes he goes, well, he's like, I like smart girls. He's like, that's why I married your mama. <laughs> and then he goes, well, that and because I knocked her up. Which so bliss is the oldest She's sister the, oldest. the only yeah there was sister only two, of two of them yeah so it's like thanks for telling me i'm the ball and chain that yeah that got that you married the to mom yeah <laughs> so but yeah so she's now she's just kind of sneaking around um with her new schedule right training and getting ready and it leads all just this all leads into the first skirmish match. Yeah, it's a scrimmage. Um, yeah, scrimmish, scrimmage. Yeah, what am I saying? Scrimmage. I don't know what's wrong with me. Scrimmage, <laughs> not a skirmish. Um, <laughs> so at least the first scrimmage match. Right. Yeah. So they're uh, they're she's there. They're gonna do a scrimmage, and you know they're in the locker room, and you know you could tell she's nervous. And uh, the team presents her with, you know, they're like, here, you're going to need this. And so she opens it and it's a mouth guard because you have to have one. Oh, yeah. She's all excited. That's right. She's like, she's like, oh, thanks, guys. You know, this is great. And then they hand her like this green. It was supposed to be for like a part of her uniform. Because, yeah, I couldn't tell what it was. Like, yeah. I thought it might have been an ascot or something maybe. Yeah, something like that. And I think this is also the same scene where Razor comes in with the playbooks. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. They're like this poor guy, man. I know. And he's just like, here, you know, fresh off the presses, you know, new playbooks. Yeah. And all the girls are just giving him complete shit, kind of like, you know, yeah, we're not going to look at these. Right, which he's their <laughs> coach. Like, you guys need to look at them because right. these are the plays that could help you win a game or exactly. two, maybe. Right. <laughs> and so, but yeah, the girls just kind of, you know like blow them off right uh rosa sparks tells pretty much tells bliss like eh, they're like she's like winning doesn't really matter yeah it's like who cares um and then at this point bliss is extremely nervous she ends up asking two of the girls she's like hey she's like has anybody ever thrown up on the track before and they're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so um now they're they're about to start, you know, the game and they're all like in a huddle and uh, you know, they're giving each other encouraging words like skate fast, fight hard, and then they get to they get to bliss and she's like, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> but she's like all excited. Yeah, and... she's got, like she's like I like the look on her face because she's like smiling yeah. and excited about it. Yeah. And so now we've got a scrimmage mm-hmm. and Sure enough, the Hurl Scouts, you know, suck. Well, yeah, yeah. It starts off with the first round is Iron Maven against Bliss. They're the, you know, you know, they're the jammers. Now, see, you know, so. I thought Iron Maven started off against Smashley, and then she got hit. Oh, was it against Smashley first? I it could have been. So. That's just it. Unfortunately, a lot of these kind of run together. <laughs> they do. They um, really do. Well, but basically, she kind of... Uh, she gives uh, Bliss a run for her money. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. She gives her a run for her money and like knocks her down like super early on. Yeah. It's it's kind of... Um, I feel like in the scrimmage she wasn't used like all that often. I think, I yeah. think most of the other girls were used, you know, yeah. because she was like the fresh meat, the newbie. Yeah, that's true. Um, and uh, so we kind of see... So after after this scrimmage match and, and the the Hurl Scouts kind of get their get their lunch handed to them and uh, we see some time has passed and later on we see Bliss is at the restaurant with her friend Pash mm-hmm. and it's about time for like their first official game right Bliss's first official game and they're trying to get some time off to. Yeah. be able to go they're talking to birdman yeah birdman's getting his feelings hurt because he's like well you guys didn't think that maybe i wanted to go to a roller derby ma- match and watch girls in fishnets and pantyhose beat up on each other yeah and you know they're they're kind of like playing messing with them like oh we're, we're really sorry did you want to gum with us and he's like well i can't because i'm covering for pash tonight yeah and they're of course all excited yeah and they're happy. like oh yeah thanks which okay, so <laughs> there's literally three people. How so, does this work? Yeah, with Bliss gone and Pash gone, that leaves Birdman Blaine right. yeah. to run the restaurant by himself. I get it; it's a small town, <laughs> but I mean, is there not going to be some sort of dinner rush or right. something at some point? Right. But so they get their way, and and the girls are walking out of the restaurant, dancing and getting ready to go. Yep. And now we see they're at the game, and. Uh, Turns out they're going to be playing a team called the Black Widows. Yeah. Um, and so they're getting ready for the game. And so the coach is, he's kind of giving them flack about the playbook because he's expected them to yeah, have read to re- it. Yeah. But it's clear none of them have read this mm, thing yet. Yeah, they don't care. They they really do not. But 
I mean, there's no time to prepare. There's no time to train. You know, it's time to go out and play. Right. So this whole, this scene is really just kind of, it's kind of tough to break it down. Oh, well, it's roller because derby it's just, action. Exactly. Yeah. It's just some fast-paced roller derby action, and the Hurl Scouts lose, spoiler alert. Right. They they just stink hardcore. Yeah. Even though, even though they lose, this is the point where they're, like, all excited about... They're like, we're number two. Yeah. We're number two. Yeah, like, jumping up and down, and the coach is like, great, great, you're celebrating mediocrity. You yeah. Know, maybe you could just read my playbook for a change. Right. You know? But they're, you know, they're not listening and yeah. they're back in the, um, uh, back in the, the locker room or they're somewhere and they're just kind of celebrating and they're all kind of deciding what they're going to do afterwards. Yeah. And it's decided that they're going to go to Johnny Rocket's place, which is actually now called Johnny Hot Tub's place. Yeah. Hot because, Tub Johnny. Yeah. Cause now he's got a hot tub. Right. And Johnny, Johnny Rocket is the announcer guy. Right. He's played, played by, who uh, is it? Jimmy Fallon. Okay. That's right. And so, yeah, so they decide, like, yeah, we're going to go over there. And, uh, you know, of course, they invite Maggie Mayhem, and she's like, oh, you know, sorry, guys, I can't. Yeah, she's you like, know? I got to get it go. Yeah. <laughs> she's, <laughs> wow. Yeah. She's like, I got to get home to my man. And, right. uh, you know, they're like, all right, fine. Um, so we see it kind of fade from there, and now they're at Johnny Hot Tub's place. There's people everywhere they're all the roller derby girls they're all hanging out having fun yeah drinking having fun and uh there's a couple of them in the hot tub and you know they're hanging out and then here comes johnny rocket trying to get with them yeah he's like he just walks up and he just says randomly oh that was so funny yeah and they both turn around and like you know not in this lifetime or the next johnny you know get it get lost yeah exactly so he leaves kind of with his tail between his legs but he's off to go try to you know Score with somebody else, basically. Exactly. Um, and so about that time, you know, here's here's Bliss walking in with uh, uh, Pash, and Ash Smashley Simpson walks up. Smashley Simpson. Yeah, yeah. Smashley Simpson walks up, and <laughs> she's she's hanging out, having fun, and she's welcoming the you know yeah. Bliss and her friend up there. And about this time, this dude walks by. And who looks like a hippie. Yeah. And, and she, she just, just jumps on him. Yeah, she attacks him and she gets on top of him and is kind of like hitting him and stuff. And this is when uh, Bloody Holly comes up and she's got like a pitcher of beer or whatever. And Bliss is like, um, she's like, do we need to help? And she's like, <laughs> nah, she's like, that's her fiance. And then that's whenever Smashly turns around and she, she's like, that's my fiance. Yeah, she pretends to punch him in the crotch yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you know. It's like, like they have a weird relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, let's see, I think from there, um, we see uh, Bliss goes into this room um, where there's like a ton of records and yeah. stuff like that. And so she picks one out and puts it on the record player and this is when, you know, the cute band guy from earlier shows yeah. up and he's, you know, <laughs> complimenting her on, you know, what she chose and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and he's making small talk, which I don't, maybe I could be wrong, but I bet this guy doesn't even listen to this song because he's like, probably oh, not. that's an excellent choice. Like it straight up sounds like probably like a chick type song. Probably. You know. But yeah, so they're making small talk and he's asking, you know, like, where's she from? And she's talking about how, like... Oh, you know, well, I hail from the the uh, fast-paced, you know, Bodine or whatever, Bodine, yeah. Texas. And um, 
you know, he's just, like you say, he's making small talk. And so right. he wants to know, oh, you know, well, what do you do there in Bodine, Texas? And she's like, well, she's like, I'm a waitress at the oink joint. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of, you know, laughs and stuff. And he's like, oh, he's like, well, you know, and she points out that she has a roommate kind yeah. of, you know, sort of like, well, what's keeping you there, you know, in Bodine? Like, right. oh, you know, I have a roommate. Yeah. Because um, obvi- obviously she can't say that she lives with her parents because she's supposed to be 22. Exactly. And Which I wonder how old this guy is. Yeah, I don't know either. I kind of wonder if, uh, spoiler alert, if he ended up accidentally committing um, a yeah. crime. Well, yeah, she's they seven- if she's 17, though, probably not. Yeah, because they in don't... Texas it's actually legal. Oh. I think. No, I have no idea. It doesn't matter. But they don't say his age, which is why yeah. I'm wondering. Because I know they become romantic. Yeah, they at do. At one point, so it's like... So anyway, but he, anyway, he mentions that he has four roommates. And uh, she, you know, is talking about how, you know, oh, you know, well, by day I work, you know, as a waitress. But at night, and she kind of trails off and um, they keep screaming for him. Right, yes, his friends are like downstairs hollering mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. And he's like, hold on one second, sticks his head out the window. And they've Name like... calling and stuff yeah. ensues. They want him They want him down there for something, like something with his music equipment or... Right. Um, And so he excuses himself and he's all like... Uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, well, what are you doing five minutes from now? Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, I'll, I'll be, you know, yeah. I'll be here. He's like, all right, well, I'll be right back. And uh, so he leaves. And while he's gone, Iron Maven and her teammates show up Mm -hmm. and grab Bliss and pick her up and drag her down to the hot Hot tub. tub. Yeah, they throw her in there. Which which, that's like dangerous. That hot tub is not big enough. Yeah, if she would have hit her head. Yeah, yeah, would have been very, very bad. Right. And I think after that happens, I think she actually goes back upstairs into the bathroom. Yeah. And she's, you know, trying to give herself a pep talk. Like, you can only make out with them. You can only make out with them. (laughs) Yes. And then all of a sudden in the bathroom, you hear, God, what are you, my mother? And it turns out that it's actually Pash, who is making out with a guy. Like, in, they're not, like, showering together, but they're, like, in the shower. Right. And she is, like, drunk. Oh, yeah. She's definitely drunk. Yeah. And then this is kind of where she helps her friend out and kind of tells her, like, look, she's like, you know, Bliss tells her, like, stick your fingers down your throat. You'll feel better. Right. And she's like, no, she's like, no, I'm not doing that. And then this is when she uses the trick of, you know, hey, have you ever seen your parents have sex? And she, you know, is talking about how, you know, your dad's balls and this, that, the other thing. And so finally, Pash just like throws up. Right. You know, that kind of thing. And. She asked the guy that Pash was making out with to, you know, get her a wet washcloth. And yeah. she just helps her friend out. Mm-hmm. And so I think after that, they just show him, you know, having a sleepover, basically. And yeah, they basically call it a night. I don't yeah. know where they're sleeping at. I, yeah, I think it's at Pash's but... house because oh, okay. they show, like, the next morning or whatever, I think, uh, Bliss comes home. Oh, okay. And See, so... I didn't know. I was like, they, surely they can't be at, like, a hotel or motel. No, because. No. You know, one, they're underage, and two, they don't have any money for that. Right. Um, yeah, so after their little sleepover, you know, Pash is feeling better after her night of underage drinking. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> all sorts of good decisions being made last night. Yep. Um, Pash drops her friend off uh, back at her house, 
And I guess she's told her parents kind of like, hey, I'm going over a sleepover at Pasha's house. Right. Because the dad mentions to her, hey, you know, how was your sleepover? And the daughter's like, oh, it was fine. And she runs in. And we see next door the people who were previously practicing football in the front yard. They're nailing down the high school football team signs in their front yard yeah. with their kids numbers and everything on it yeah and you can see earl is kind of bummed because it's like i want to be able to do that too but no my daughters are in pageants and crap. <laughs> exactly yeah like nobody <laughs> thinks it's cool to see a pageant sign being <laughs> yeah. in front of the front yard right um so pat i mean pash bliss just she makes a beeline for inside the house mm-hmm. and she throws herself down on her bed because she's like worn out yeah. and exhausted from last night She's laying down, and in walks her mom, and she's like, don't tell me you forgot. Oh, yeah, And Bliss right. is like, forget about what? She's like, tonight, today is the Blue Bonnet uh, uh, mother-daughter brunch. Right. And so Bliss has no time to rest. Right. She, her own fault. She has to <laughs> immediately get up and get dressed and go to this Blue Bonnet yeah. brunch thing. Right. And we see after that's all over with, we see uh, later at the diner. And uh, Bliss and her friend are kind of dancing and having fun at work. Instead of singing Jolene, Jolene, they're talking about Bodine, Bodine. Yeah, Yeah, they're putting their own little spin to it because they really (laughs) hate this town. They do. Which, I don't know, I guess like, like I said, I'm I'm kind of like a grumpy old man. I'm different. Mm -hmm. So it irritates me sometimes in movies whenever you have characters just really bashing small towns for being like bad and and just boring and stupid right it's like well you know what the people who live there don't necessarily think that yeah for the most part maybe it's just you and you're too stuffy and just need to get up and get out as soon as you can then right you know because yeah you know you they're like you know oh all we have is old people coming in here it's like well the old people come there because they enjoy it they enjoy it for some reason. Hell, they might even enjoy it because you're there. Yeah, maybe. You never know. Yeah. I mean, they they may go home to wherever they live, whether it be a nursing home or with their family, and talk about their favorite wait- waitress at the oink joint. <laughs> yeah. But no, you got to be selfish about this. Right. So anyway, that's my little rant there. So yeah, like you said, they're dancing, making fun of the town. And while Bliss and Pash are dancing and goofing off, the... Boo, what's his face? Oliver shows yeah. up. And Bliss drops Pash right on oh, the yeah. ground. Yeah. And she's like, oh my gosh, he's here. You know, what am I supposed to do? And Pash is like, well, go out there and ask him if he wants a squealer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Bliss walks out there and she introduces herself. It's like, hey, you know, so you tracked me down. He's like, yeah. They decide that they, they're going to go out on like a date together. Right. But Bliss needs time off. Of course. So she talks Pash into covering for her Mm -hmm. and takes off her uniform and everything and hands it to Pash. She's like, you know, you're a lifesaver and leaves. And so Bliss and her friend, her boo, Oliver, they leave and they're goofing off and, you know, they're doing the typical, you know, kid date stuff. First, they go to this arcade, and they're playing pinball. He's showing off his high score. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she's she's not really kind of into that. Right. And he's like, well, what do you have in mind? 
And so the scene cuts from that, and you see they're just kind of laying together on top of the hood of his car. Yeah. Singing and Deep just... Deep in the heart of Texas. Yes. <laughs> yep. And uh, you get this... It ends with this kind of supposed to be, like, romantic moment where he, like, lost his keys somewhere in the field. Yeah. And they have to search for the keys all while they're, they're... screaming Marco Polo. Yeah. <laughs> They finally find him, and he takes him, he throws him into the field. Which I would have been like, I'm done. Right? Take me home. Exactly. This is bullshit. Well, he can't because he was an idiot and threw his keys into the field again. At that point, I'd be like, you find your keys, and then I want to go home. Exactly. This <laughs> yeah, this isn't as cute as you think it is, Yeah. Pal. Like, this stuff literally only works in the movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm right? pretty convinced if you were to really try this in the real world, <laughs> you'd get your butt kicked by Probably. either your date or your date's parents. Maybe, Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so they eventually find his keys because she needed to get to the next, um, practice, uh, next or, practice game yeah. or game period. And of course they lose again and they really don't show much of this one. Um, they basically just kind of, they show them playing, getting their butts kicked yeah, and then they show them in the locker room. Um, and I think this might be the game where actually the Eve, what's her name, Rosa Sparks, tells yeah. Bliss, hey, you know, you remember all that stuff I told you about Not... just having fun and it doesn't matter? Yeah. She's like, it is about winning mm-hmm. and it does matter because Iron Maven kind of poked her head in the into right. the uh, room and she was talking trash and telling them how much they sucked and... Yep. Rosa Sparks is saying, you know, how much she hated her and just wants to beat her now. Yeah, exactly. And it it goes from that and we go back to school and we see Bliss and her friend are at school and they open up one of the lockers. I and it's Bliss's locker that Bliss's they open locker. Up. Yeah. And we see that somebody has taken two Barbie dolls. And they've tied them together to kind of make it look like they're kissing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And hung them inside of the locker. Right. And they drew little freckles on one of them so it would be like Pash because Pash has got freckles all over her face. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're just, they really don't find it amusing. They're like, really? You know, all that combined brain power and this is the best they could come up with? Exactly. And Bliss makes the remark of like, hey, at least they got your freckles. Right. And Pash is like, ah, that's true. And so they just shut the locker door and they go off and about their their business and while they're walking to their next class they run into the people who pulled the prank which is their rivals yep the uh that one pageant girl and that jock guy Mm -hmm. and while they're walking up the stairs you see the jock guy and he does you know hold he does the motion he like grabs himself Mm -hmm. and like you know kind of gestures towards bliss and pash yep and bliss who has been training to be a roller derby jammer Decides to use some of her moves now. Yep. So the little girl, I can't remember her name, but the girl is sitting on the stair railing yep. in this hallway, the stairwell, and just uses one of her moves and like jabs her and like pushes her right off the stair rail. She mm-hmm. falls to the floor. And the jock guy is like, You can't do that. And they. Pash you know, is like, She just did. And yeah. they go back upstairs. Or Which whatever. really they shouldn't have done well, that. No, of course. Because she could have broken something or fallen down the stairwell and broken something worse or killed herself. But then we see later, uh, it cuts now to the next match. And uh, they are. 
skating against. I can't remember the team name now. This is like the flight. There's supposed to be like a flight attendant team or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had a funny name too. Probably like but, the flight attendants or I don't yeah, know, something like that. Something like that. And so they're running these plays or trying to run the plays. And the coach is like, you know, you didn't read the playbook. Like, because he wanted to run play number three. And they all gave him this blank stare. And he's like, really? He's like, he looked at Smashley Simpson. He's like, maybe if my playbook was bong water, you'd actually pay attention to it. I think he actually she, says that later. Oh, does he really? Yeah. <laughs> it was still a good line. It was. And uh, they, they're they staring at him blankly. He's like, look, give that to me. And he rips play number three out of mm-hmm. the book. And he goes to the opposing team. And he's like, here, run this play. And I guarantee you score at least three points. And the guy's like, I don't need your help. You yeah. know, we've got our own plays. Right. You know, because that would be suspicious. It's like, are you setting me up for something? Right. And so he, like, hands in the play again. He's like, look, here's 20 bucks. Yep. If you don't get at least three points by running this, I'll give you another 20 after the game is done. Yep. So the guy's like, all right, sure, fine, whatever. So they decide they're going to run this play yep. from the opposing team. And it, like, works out brilliantly. Yeah. What they ended up doing was they... The girls on, not on the Hurl Scouts, but the other team stopped just midway down yep. the track and turned around and basically like elbowed, elbowed all, of the, all the Hurl up. Scouts. Yep. And then here comes the jammer from the other team right. and they scored all on every one of them. Yeah, exactly. And so now the girls like, they're writhing in pain on the floor and getting up and crawling back over to yeah. the team corner. <laughs> And they're like, hey, what gives? And he's like, hey, the plan, the play worked pretty well. Yeah. And uh, so now they're kind of like, all right, yeah, so I guess we should pay attention to your playbook. And he's like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so this is actually where things turn around for the team. They Their eyes are basically open. They realize now that the coach knows what he's talking about, and he has plays that actually work. So they start running them just one at a time. And sure enough, they just keep racking up the points until finally, like, they do this one move called the whip. Yep. And which basically they, like, whip Bliss, like, all the way down the track, basically, to score on all the other girls. And so they finally won this game. Yeah, they finally win a game. And even the announcers, like, screaming, they finally win one. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, everyone's jumping up and down, celebrating, and... uh, and the scene cuts to now we find, we see now that Bliss is with her friend, her new boo, Oliver. Yeah. And they're kind of out in this little field area and they're talking. And he's telling her that soon he's going to be out of town for a while. Mm-hmm. I guess his his band kind of has like this road gig or something yeah. going on. It's basically going to be a bunch of dudes in like a van. Yeah. <laughs> and she's bummed out, but she understands. She's like, well, you know, if you've got it going on, then, you know, you've got to go. You got to go. Right. And um, so the scene cuts from that to later that night. She gets off the bus, gets back into Bodine, Texas. Right. And I guess the bus kind of dropped her off at her dad's work or somewhere yeah because there's her dad's van work van and it's like rocking back and forth and you can hear the dad screaming inside the van yes yes go 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 and she's her first thought is thinking that her and her her mom and her dad are in there or he's having an affair or something yeah that too and she's getting ready to turn around and leave 
And he opens and the, the door. Bands and the fly open, yeah. The door opens, and she's like, I don't want to know. And she, like, covers her eyes. Yeah, and it's just him. He's, like, yeah. sitting on his knees. He's like, hey, Bliss, yeah. what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out, like, yeah, what he likes to do in this van is watch football games. Right. He likes, it's basically his only escape between the stress of work and going back home. Right. Because it's not that he's unhappy, but like base like we talked about earlier yeah. in the in the podcast, he is a lot of the times basically railroaded or felt defeated basically when it comes to decisions and arguments around the house. Yeah. So I guess basically his thing is to just unwind before he goes home, just yeah. to kind of de stress and you know. Yeah. Whatever. Well, and I like this scene, too, because she asks, you know, hey, can I have a beer? And he's, yeah, like, he's like, no. Yeah, he's like, no, you like, can he... have a sip. And then, of course, that sip turned into Oh, yeah, for beer. sure. Like, he should have known yeah. that she wasn't going to just sip it. Yeah, yeah, she straight up chugged that beer. She did. And uh, let out a loud belch. He, like, looked at the empty can and looked back at her, and he's like, all right, well, see you at home later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so now, next we see, uh, it's, um, uh, so <laughs> next we go to... We see, it's like, like a, the, basically the whole league is at this restaurant. Yeah, the whole league is at this restaurant. And um, Eva Destruction, who I think is on like the Black Widows or something like I that. I think so, yeah. Mentions, she's like, you know, every year it's tradition for um, one of the opposing teams to announce who, you know, basically like rookie of the year. Like right. Who's going to be on this poster. Right. And so she mentions, she's like, you know, sorry, holy rollers. And she unravels it. And of course, it's bliss on, you know, like the final, like, um, like basically the the championship, like derby bout. Exactly. And so, you know, her her picture is on there. Exactly. Like this poster is going to be up everywhere. I don't think this is something bliss thinks about just yet. No. But... So, you know, they're all egging her on, like, you know, make the face, make the face, wanting her to copy the face she makes on the poster. (laughs) Yeah. And so she does, and Iron Maven gets up, and she is, you know... She's upset. Yeah. Because Iron Maven is the one, I think, that's usually on it. Exactly. Yeah. And so she gets up, and she throws, like, a chili cheese fry or something. Yeah, like a fry. At Bliss's face, and it sticks, and... You know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, and Bliss is like, it's all right, it's all right, don't worry. Yeah. But while she's kind of like trying to play it off real cool, she just real quickly grabs a big old handful of food off of her mm-hmm. plate and just, throws it. And, well, she doesn't even throw it, she just takes it and she just all yeah, over her face. Yeah, smashes all over Iron Maven's face. And then at that point, Smashly Simpson yells out, food fight! Right. And so sure enough, like, food fight, and actually... We saw Bliss and um, Iron Maven get on top of each other and just like start right. fighting just and wailing stuff on like her, that. Basically, yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty sure these women probably are not going to be allowed back in this restaurant. Probably anymore. not. I would guess not. I'm guessing in the future when they called for another one of these uh, reservations, <laughs> another right. one of these catered events, they got a very firm no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah, they're they're causing a mess. Right. And. uh so it cuts from there. We leave from that scene, and next we see Bliss. Bliss is getting ready for her pageant with her mom. Well, the pageant, a... yeah, the pageant isn't here yet, but she's no. doing another try on of the dress, right? And this is where the mom notices this huge bruise. Oh yeah, 
is massive on her like back yeah area. Like on her back area and of course she's free you know it's like oh my god you know are you okay and of course bliss <laughs> is yeah. like oh you know i'm fine you know no don't worry that kind of thing she doesn't give obviously an explanation of like why it's there and i think um after that i think she goes back and looks she looks at the calendar and then looks at the poster of her on it and realizes that <clears throat> oh crap both of these are on the same day right and if they end up yeah if they go to the championships right she's kind of screwed exactly she has to choose between one or the other right um and so i think from there it actually is uh not the championship game but the game that would determine if they go into the championship and uh and of course as always the hurl scouts are really kind of kicking butt during this game right you know they're pulling out all the moves and they end up beating the team by a pretty decent margin. Yeah. Um, and they're back in the locker room, you know, all celebrating, you know. No, no, I'm sorry. That's not at this point my mistake. Um, the fire marshal shows up just That's after right. they win. Just after because, they win. Like, yep. I think because this game is so popular because the Hurl Scouts are actually doing well. Right. That now this venue they're using is, at, yeah. At, yeah. And so, yeah, the fire marshal shows up. Tells everybody, hey, all of you need to leave. Yep. You know, this is in violation. And so, um, this point, uh, let's see, Bliss tells Pash, she's like, hey, she's like, hold on for a second, you know, I'll be right back. And she, I think, goes to talk to uh, Oliver. Yeah, she runs off to go talk to Oliver, leaving Pash there, standing, holding a beer. Right. And in the, on her way, on Bliss's way to go find Oliver, a cop stops her. Mm -hmm. And she, and asks her. Well, she sees him and she takes the drink and tries to like get rid of it, but he of course saw her. Right. With the Which, drink. Like where did these actors come from that yeah, played these... these cops? Miss what was that what was that container you just disposed of? Yeah. I mean <laughs> I feel like maybe they actually used real cops that yeah. you know are not actors. That's possible. <laughs> I don't know. I made the joke that maybe they used stripper cops. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Like they went over budget and somebody was like, hey, I used these guys for a bachelorette party. Yeah. They'll work it for cheap. Right. So anyway, <laughs> poor Pash gets arrested and you see her like laying down on the cop car, you know, with her hands behind her back and right. she's crying because, you know, she's scared. Right. And, uh, and now, then the, oh, go ahead. Well, and now you see Bliss with her boyfriend, Oliver. Right. And they're outside of a 7-Eleven and, you know. Well, actually, before, just before oh, that happened. No, no, you're fine. Just before that happened is uh, Bliss got stopped on her way to Oliver by a That's cop. That's right. Who wanted to, because she looked like she was about to walk back inside the venue. And he's right. like, I can't let you go in there. Right. And she's like, oh, it's okay, officer. I'm just going home. And he's like, do you have ID? And she shows him his ID and, and, you know, he asks her her age you're 17, blah, blah, blah. And right. she's like, that's right. Iron Maven overhears all of this. That she's only 17. That she's only 17. Yep, that's right. I and, forgot. you know, <laughs> Bliss is allowed to go on her way. Yep. And like you said, she goes to find Oliver. Right. And she just totally forgets about Pash. Mm-hmm. She just runs yep. off with Oliver and does, you know, this next thing that we'll brush over real We're quick. We're going to brush over it because it's really kind of a stupid scene. So well, I do want to talk about it a little bit, right. but not... Just how ridiculous. It is. I cannot stand this scene. Okay, so it's, like you said, it is a sex scene. 
Um, they don't show a they whole lot. They don't show anything. They it's basically just infer that they end up having sex. Yeah, they just show them in their underwear. Right. But the whole thing is filmed underwater. It is. So the only all I can think of the whole time we're watching this is one how many how many takes did they have to do? I know. Because like you can only hold your breath for so long, <laughs> right? Like maybe twenty thirty seconds tops if you're really not trained to hold your breath. Exactly. And then you have to resurface, and you can't just like take a deep breath and then go back down. Right. You have to catch your breath before you're ready to go back down again and film. Exactly. I mean, the whole thing is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty much them under the water and then, you know, staying underwater and taking each other's clothes off. Yeah. It's like, and this is like romantic for the movie, but in reality, yeah. this is like <laughs> totally impractical and stupid. Well, like jumping into water when you've got boots on and jeans, that alone is not comfortable. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and wearing clothing and shoes inside the water is it's also going to weigh you down exactly you're so, not going to be able to swim and and be as buoyant as you really kind of need to be right and so anyway so after that scene they're now out of the pool and they're kind of kissing on each other or whatever oh well, yeah so he you know it turns out it's now the next morning and he drops her off yep and she ends up taking her shirt off, that striper shirt that she's wearing throughout like the whole movie. Yes, in the middle of the neighborhood. Yeah. The neighborhood where her parents live. Yeah. In front of so the neighbors. She takes it off and she hands it to him. Yes. And at that point, he hands her like this ugly green jacket that he wears all the time. Yeah, it's like his high score jacket that he won from like a pinball game, I think he said I, earlier in the film. Yeah. And it's so, just a dumb jacket. So she goes inside and now the parents are like, where? have you been right because like yeah Pasha, i guess she didn't have a cover story this well time. no because pasha's parents called at like three oh, in the morning that's they right because she was arrested mm-hmm. that's right and they're like so where the hell have you been right and so like you said now she doesn't really have like this cover story oh and the mom also somebody either gave her or she found i think poster. she found the poster yeah yeah of yeah bliss or whatever doing roller derby yeah and you know, she's talking about how, um, you know, is this is this your been your SAT class? Yeah. Because, yeah, now the parents have put it together. Right. Like, this is what she's been doing, not, you know, some SAT class. Which she, like, okay, so I get that she's just been found out. And as a teenager, when you've right. just been found out for, <clears throat> your parents just found out you're doing something you're not supposed to. You get really defensive and right. you start, you know, getting angry when you really don't have a right to be. Yeah. But she's being a real jerk during this scene. She, she is. says a lot of stuff that she would regret. That's true. You know, if it was the last thing that she'd ever said to her parents. That's true. So at that point, the mom opens up her bag and sure enough, finds the skates mm-hmm. in there. And she, you know, basically takes it from her. And she's like, hey, she's like, I bought those. Yeah. And she, you know, pretty much tells her, well, the dad actually says, you know, hey, you lied to us. You know, exactly. You know, that's just too bad for you. Pretty yeah, much. we see, we see, uh, we see him get angry for oh, the first yeah. time in the movie. Yeah, exactly. And it's just this whole Excuse conversation, you know, back and forth. And she tells the mom pretty much, you know, like how much she loves doing this. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm really good at it and I love doing it. And the mm-hmm. mom is talking about how, yeah, but how long could this last for? Like maybe two or three years. 
And she's like, yeah, but how great is that? You know, that it, it, even if it's only two or three years, I found something that I love. Yeah. That kind of thing. And she is pointing out, you know, like really what have pageants ever done for you? And the mom is talking about how, you know, I wish I had had a mother that, you know, had put me on, you know, like a good path. And, right. Because you know, the mom kind of is stuff. like, you know, and, and like you said, she's like, my mom, apparently she either grew up without a mother or yeah, her mother was just said. like not a good mom. Yeah. They never said what, yeah. what her mother was like, but you know, um, but at that point too, the dad is of course taking the mom's side mm-hmm. in this and bliss tells him, she's like, well, why don't you go back into, you know, your, your shell or whatever and yeah. pretty much ignore everything like you do anyway. See, that's another one of those things yeah. that she said in the scene where I was like, I know really kind of pissed me off. It's like, you're going to regret that if that's the last thing you ever said to your parents. I know. But then, um, her mom or whatever, she just, she kind of stuck or I'm sorry. She, she tells her mom something like, Oh, you know, well I can support myself. And the mom makes a comment like, yeah, you know, you bought shoes, you bought yourself Which is shoes. True. It's like, yes, you have a job, but you can't really support exactly. yourself. And then you know? she's like, yeah, she's like, you can buy yourself some shoes. Yeah. And then she kind of, pa- uh, bliss kind of pauses. And then she just tells her mom, you're full of shit. And then she, like runs off or whatever. Yeah, does a yeah. little teenage girl thing, mm-hmm. storms off to her room. Yep. The scene cuts from there to that, to later at work, and we see her friend Pash is uh, getting another one of those uh, squealer things ready. Which yeah. now we get to see how it's made. It's I basically know. deep fried chicken breasts, like three or four of them. See, between I thought it was these gigantic. I oh, it could have been brisket. I thought it was shredded brisket. Oh, that's right. It probably was. And then, I thought it was puts, like a breaded chicken breast. No, I thought it was shredded brisket, and then she puts the um, hot sauce or oh. the sauce on it. It's actually a good sandwich, but that's just too much of it. <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> but, so, yeah, she's getting this ready, and she's she's really kind of laying into her friend. Well, yeah. Because now she's got a record. She's like, look. You know, I'm trying to get out of this town and, you know, how, you know, colleges are not going to look at, you know, me having a record is like a good thing. Right. That's not considered extracurricular activities or something she said. Yeah. And so, you know, she's of course trying to apologize, but then she also throws out like, well, I wasn't the one who told you to have a beer in your hand, which true which is true it's true but you shouldn't tell your friend that who just got arrested after yeah, trying that's to probably wait true for too. you you know so and then she did i mean what is she gonna do like say to the officer no no that wasn't her beer you know right it's not like she could stop her from being arrested for having an open container and underage drinking right but you know she did kind of just abandon and leave her friend yep there without you know any sort of like well, and Word or and Pash is kind of, she's pretty much taking the parent side, kind of like, you know, how far do you really think you're going to take this, you know, roller derby thing? Right. And, but Bliss is pointing out, she's like, that's not, you know, the point, really. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows it's not like she's going to make a career out of it, but. Right. I mean, yeah, you'd just, make, yeah. It's just something that she really loves to do. Unless there was like some sort of pro circuit out there where you could make a lot of money. I mean, I it. think there are actually circuits well there probably is but but in this kind of small town league you're probably really spending money more than actually making money off of it right unless you know if you win a championship then maybe you win like a purse of like 
thousand dollars or something i don't know i don't know what how that works but, but anyway so now yeah so now she's having a deal with you know her parents are upset with her her best friend is upset with her yeah yeah like you said you know everyone's just upset with her and so we see later that night she's actually bliss is getting picked up by um Molly Mayhem? What's her teammate's Maggie name? Maggie Mayhem. Maggie Mayhem. <laughs> She's being picked up by Maggie Mayhem for um, a practice. And, and she was planning on staying with Maggie. So anyway, so she gets in the car, and this is where we're introduced to the reason why Maggie can't go out with them all the time. Right. And it's because she has a son named mm-hmm. Riley. And so that kind of it kind of changed things for uh, Bliss a little bit because it's kind of like oh you're a mom yeah you know yeah and you just got finished doing something the night before that could have possibly made you a mom so yeah right make better choices <laughs> nice. please for the love of Pete make better choices <laughs> don't end up like your own mother yes <laughs> no um, but anyway so but Maggie ends up you know saying okay you know well first babysitter then the warehouse right. Yeah, we see uh, Bliss is walking down, and uh, Maven is like, you know, ruthless, ruthless, ruthless. Yep. And uh, Bliss is like, Maven, Maven, Maven. <laughs> you know, just kind of like, uh huh. <laughs> and Maven goes, Hey, she's like, Guess how old I am? And uh, Bliss is like, 27. She's like, Oh, she's like, That's sweet. And she's like, No, she's like, I'm 36. She's like, Do you know when I started skating? And, you know, of course, Bliss is like, you know, no. And she's like, 31. She's like, it took me that long to figure out something that I'm really good at. Right. And, you know, pretty much you just, you know, come in here. Right. And, you know. Underage, breaking the rules, and you're like an instant hit. Exactly. Which I get. It's like, you know, we are all playing by the rules. Right. We joined... Because, you know, we wanted to do it and we all worked really hard to get to where we are. And but, you come in yeah. breaking the rules, doing this, playing this game basically illegally. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's you're when an she, hit. Yeah. And that's whenever she does drop the bomb, like, you know, yeah, you know, you're only uh, 17 or whatever. She's like, what do you think the league's going to say? Mm-hmm. And what do you think your teammates are going to say when they find out that you lied? Exactly. And at that point, she's trying to, you know, like, pretty much tell me you know like please don't tell anybody you know that kind of thing kind of yeah. things or not to tell anybody yeah about the whole age thing and she doesn't maven doesn't really say anything no we as find to that whether out. or not she's not going to or she is spoiler right. she won't say anything yeah but she just walks away mm-hmm. and we see bliss leaving she's crying and she walks outside to a payphone to first call Oliver. Yeah. Because she needs to talk to somebody. Right. And, and he so, won't answer. Well, yeah, she gets his voicemail and she basically tells him, you know, hey, I'm calling from a payphone, but I really need to talk to you. And then she gives him Maggie Mayhem's cell phone, which yeah. that's the other thing. Okay. It's 2009. If you watch this movie, it's like. It's almost like, I guess, because they're trying to say, oh, it's kind of a small, dumpy town. So yeah. they've got, it's like everybody has like regular TVs. Like nobody seems to really have a cell phone in 2009 for some reason. Yeah. Which, like the computers are like big and boxy. And I just, know. Like, it's like they're trying too hard. And so, yeah, it's not really a stereotype that I like because yeah. they 
play these small towns of being like just a bunch of backward hicks that they don't know nothing they ain't got no learning or whatever it's like (laughs) you know come on guys like just because it's a small town just because it's mostly older people doesn't mean they're all stupid and they're all from the stone age right but i don't they do that stuff in movies all the time yeah but yeah like you said so she then tries to call she hangs up and then she tries to call the restaurant to try to get uh pash right and pash is there at the restaurant and she's just shaking her head at Birdman Birdman. to say i'm not here yeah yep and you know she strikes out there as well yep so it cuts from that. Well, real quick before you cut to that, so Pash is talking to Birdman about. Oh yes, that's yeah. Right. So she he she's talking to Birdman about how you know yeah pretty much my best friend dumped me for a bunch of you know roller derby girls and you know the best part of my night has been you know serving this old guy corn and he yeah. can't even eat it. And then just out of nowhere, she just, like, kisses Birdman, like, in front of this old guy that's sitting there. Right, which, I mean, it's like, okay, I mean, I don't know, that's highly unprofessional. It is, but anyway, so, okay, we can keep going. Oh, no, you're fine. (laughs) So, she gets that out of her system, and we cut back to Bliss, and she's made her way to where all the teammates, they're all hanging out at this, mm-hmm. you know, bar, this restaurant somewhere. And then she drops the bomb. Yeah, she's... tells them that she's 17. And, they, and all, they... they all yell out, 17? Yeah, it's like, what if you got hurt? What if you broke a leg or an arm? Your parents or... could have sued the league. Right. You know. And they're like, well, they're like, you know, if you get one of your parents to sign off, then, you know, you can still skate with us. Right. She's like, no, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. And I love it because Smashley Simpson's like, well, you could be our uh, mascot. <laughs> and, Which was kind of funny. And uh, Maggie you know, was talking about like, well, she's like, I guess despite the fact that you, you know, lied to us and everything. Um, yeah, you're it, still a Hurl Scout. Yeah. Basically, she's allowed to still, she can still come to the games and right. probably sit on the sidelines, but she's not going to be able yeah, to play. Yeah, she can't skate. It fades from there, and it's the next morning, and we see Maggie is dropping Bliss off at her school. Right. And this is where she kind of gives Bliss a little bit of advice. Well, she turns, she, you know, puts on her mom hat pretty yeah. much. Right. And, you know, um, the son is still in the back seat. And right. she basically tells Bliss, like, look, if, you know, my son had ever talked to me like that. Right. You know, one of those types of things. Kind of like, you know, be happy that you have a mom that cares. Exactly. Because again, I guess Maggie is kind of alluding to maybe she came from sort of a broken home right, too. Right, Where maybe one or both parents weren't there and they just didn't care or something. Exactly. And, uh, you know, she even tell, goes so far as to tell Bliss that she's being selfish. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Which is true. She is being selfish. It's like, look, your parents are just trying to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe instead of getting all angry and judgmental and upset about it. Yeah. You could use your words and yeah. voice how you really feel about pageant. Exactly. And what you actually want to do as an extracurricular Sport. Yeah, <laughs> and then at that point, she she jokes with Bliss, and she's like, "Well, she's like, have a great day at school, honey." And Bliss <laughs> yes. gets out of the car and gives her the finger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she looks the Maggie looks in the back seat to her son, like, "You didn't see that, did you?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> 
And, and so uh, Bliss is, ahead. well, I was just going to say, so Bliss is at school and she goes into, I guess, like the library slash computer lab. Right. And so she looks up her boyfriend's band mm-hmm. um, online and she sees in one of the pictures um, that some random girl is wearing the striper t-shirt that she had given uh, Oliver. Yep. And so, of course, now she's upset and, you know, pissed. Well, yeah, it's obvious he's just a playboy, mm-hmm. basically. He uses his band member status to get right. chicks. And so she, we see her now, and she's sitting on the kitchen floor at her house, and she's eating some kind of casserole thing <laughs> yes. just out of, the, out of the dish. She's totally stress eating. Mm-hmm. And the mom comes home from work and sees her and she tells her mom, she's like, please don't judge me right now. <laughs> and so this is where Bliss finally lays it out to her to say, you know, um, I made a mistake and, you know, I met a guy and, you know, yeah. basically, yeah, I lost we my hooked virginity. Up. We, and yeah. the, the mother's obviously devastated. Yeah. She's like, don't tell me that. And the she, daughter's like, it's true. Yep. And I love the mom's reaction. Rather than yelling at her, she quietly gets up and instead of hiding her cigarette smoking Which from her... Which she'd been doing throughout the movie. She just boldly comes back in with a cigarette. She she does not care no. at this point anymore. And then, like she says, she's like, that's <laughs> a lot to process. Which, she yeah, that her. would be yeah. a lot to process. It's like, all right, you're going to need to just give me a sec. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Forgive me if I don't say anything just yet. It's right. actually best that I don't. Yeah. Give me a minute. <laughs> and so I think at this point, she's also still talking about, you know, this blue bonnet pageant. So, but yeah, so Bliss's mom, you know, tells her, don't do the pageant for me. If you're going to do the pageant, do it for yourself. And so yeah. Bliss is like, oh, you know, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm going to do it for me. Yeah. You know? And so, of course, that makes her mom happy. Right. Which, obviously, she's definitely just saying that to make her mom happy. Oh, of course. And then the dad comes home and is like, oh, you know, so you're back. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah. yeah. And so, but Bliss apologizes to him and, and tells him, you know, dad, I'm really sorry for what I said. Right. And, you know, he's like, hey, he's like, don't worry about it. Right. You know. Which is kind of an eye-opening thing for her because, mm-hmm. you know, in her mind, at at this point, she's been so rebellious and she's right. built up this idea somehow in her head that her parents are just a couple of, you know, backwoods hicks that, you know, they don't, all they care about is pageants and don't care about her. And this is kind of a turning point to her to like, you know, she sees how quickly they've forgiven her. Right. That it's, you know, it's water under the bridge. Don't worry about it. Yep. So it's kind of a turning point for her now like yeah life isn't as bad as i made it out to be i guess right and uh she begins her apology tour now yeah (laughs) exactly so yeah she's just now apologizing to everybody yeah um she apologizes they show her at work and it's kind of funny because she's She's got like these two big trash bags and, yes. you know, Pash goes out finally to help her after Birdman tells her like, hey, you know what? It's like, it sucks, but go help her out. Right. So Pash goes out, helps her, you know, get the trash into the trash cans. And then they go, I guess, into like a back room of the restaurant or something like that. And, you know, like, yeah, she's apologizing to Pash, you know, I'm so sorry and, you know, Kind of tells her about what happened with the guy. Right. 
And then this is when Pash tells her, she's like, well, she's like, while you were gallivanting around, <laughs> um, she's like, uh, I do have some good news. She's like, I got into a couple of colleges. Yep. And of course, uh, Bliss is really excited. And she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, I, my parents really want me to go to Johns Hopkins. She's like, but I think I'm going to go to Columbia instead, you know, right. live in New York for a while, which I'm thinking to myself, okay. She hopefully has a lot of scholarships. Exactly, because neither one of those colleges no, are cheap. No, hell at no. All. So anyway, obviously Bliss is excited, you know, for her friend. Yep. Um, so let's see. So she apologized to her parents. She apologized <laughs> to her friend. I think pretty much her apology tour is almost over. Sorry about that. The dog just jumped up and was licking the microphone. Nice. I'm not sure if it picked it up, but I bet it did. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, they they kind of end that off with Pash asking Bliss, do you still have his shirt? Oh, that's right. So his they jacket. decide to, yeah. They burn, yeah, they burn his jacket. Yeah, which yeah, I thought was kind of, I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, you gave my shirt to a skank, then I'm yep. going to burn your shirt. Yep. So they kind of burn his shirt sort of in a, you know, protest and, and then it fades from that to they're hanging out with, um, uh, they're hanging out over at Bliss's house and they're giving Bliss's younger sister a makeover. Yeah, they're making a roller derby makeover. A roller derby makeover. You know, she she's got spikes in her hair. Yeah. The mascara is all over the place. <laughs> and they're just talking about, you know, Birdman and, um, you know, uh, Pash says, yeah, she's like, he's actually a really good kisser. <laughs> yes. And I love it because the, the little sister's like, she's like, I like Birdman. He's nice. <laughs> well, she and just kind of seems like a kind of cool guy. He does seem like a nice guy. Anyway, so the dad comes down with the phone and he's like, you know, hey, you got a phone call from a Maggie Mayhem? <laughs> he, like, obviously, he has no idea who that is. So she right. takes the, the phone call. And Maggie's on the line talking about, hey, you know, you have to skate with us. Yeah. You know, for this this competition. And she keeps telling her, like, I can't. And Smashley Simpson is with Maggie Mayhem. And she's yeah. like, <laughs> she's like, is it because of her mom? She's like, put her mom on the phone. Gosh. I'll, you know, give her a piece of my mind. Yeah, and, that's going to work. Yeah. Some random lady that she doesn't know telling, giving her a piece of her mind is going to make her change it. Right. And so <laughs> but she's trying to explain. She's like, I can't. She's like the... Blue Bonnet pageant is the same night. She's like, you know, I promised my mom and, you know, there's no way that they're going to like let me skate. Right. And, you know, um, Maggie Mayhem is, you know, pretty much just begging her at this point. Like, you know, you have to skate with us. And, you know, so finally she goes to hang up or whatever. And you hear Smashley Simpson <laughs> like talking about how, you know, I'm going to kick her mom in the, and, you know, she ends the <laughs> call or whatever. I like that part. That's yeah. funny. And uh, I think while this phone call's going on, you see in the meantime, well, this this is the next scene, but yeah. in the meantime, while that phone call's probably going on, you see the dad. Yep. He's sitting at their their home computer, and he's Googling the... Texas Roller um, Derby. Exactly. And, so, and it pops up immediately. The first thing is actually the website for the hurl scouts right well it's got it's got her picture which is the poster but then there's also a video clip of her right doing um you know doing uh what she does yep so he watches it and he's just like impressed like you know babe ruthless because <laughs> you know, he had no idea you know what her derby name right. was or anything like that um and so in the next scene we see him uh 
and he shows up actually at the Hurl Scouts locker room. Right. And he asks, he's like, you know, excuse me, is there a Maggie Mayhem here? And Maggie kind of reluctantly like raises her hand, like, what the hell? And then we just see him and all these girls are, are now piled into his van. <laughs> and, um, yep. We're at the uh, Blue Bonnet, um, we're at the Blue Bonnet pageant. And, like, so she's sitting there, she's in her dress. Mm-hmm. But there's another girl named Amber who's, you know, like this really nice girl. And she's in, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like a fluorescent type dress, but it's yeah. not. It's not an ugly dress. No, it's not. It's just not like your it's custom not like the other fitted girls. dresses like the other girls are. And the one bitch makes a comment to Amber about her dress. Like, oh, nice dress, Amber. Yeah. You like, know, that kind of thing. And Like, why don't you go out there and just win yet another pageant? And mm-hmm. I'll see you on the next uh, magazine of household Women's Household Monthly or something like <laughs> right. that. Right. And so... Um, but anyway, uh, I think Amber and uh, Bliss were kind of talking back and forth. Well, all of a sudden you see all the Derby girls, you know, skate in and everything like that. <laughs> yeah, and, they stick out like sore thumbs. Well, I love it though because um, Bliss's head was kind of down so she couldn't see into the mirror. And uh, Maggie Mayhem is like, ma'am, put down the lip gloss. And she looks up and sure enough, all of her Derby friends are there. Yep. And she's like, oh my God, what are you guys doing here? You know? And uh, she's, they're like, yeah, you know, your dad came and got us. And while that's going on, you see the dad who runs into the mom. And right. this is where he stands up for Bliss and is like, look, he's like, she really wants to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, their championship bout is tonight. Um, you know, I really think we should, you know, let her go off and do it. Yeah. And this is when the mom explains, she's like, yeah, but we just spent $800 on this dress. And there it is. There's this, Mm -hmm. like, that's a, I would think that's a steal. Yeah, I don't know. On like a custom, because she calls it a custom dress. Yeah. So that means somebody took Bliss's exact measurements. Right. And made the dress for her. But the dad has a good point. He's like, you know, I don't care. He pretty much says, like, I don't care how much, you know, how much it costs. You know, I don't want it to cost her happiness. Right. And so that was kind of, at that point, um, you know, because Bliss was talking to, you know, her roller derby friends. And so she sees her mom. She's like, hey, guys, my mom's coming. Hide. And, of course, yeah, they try to hide. But it's so freaking yeah. obvious. Like, like two of them <laughs> sit down in chairs in front of the makeup mirrors. Yeah. And I think Smashley Simpson, like, hides behind the dresses. <laughs> yeah. And so at that point, you know, the mom comes in and she, this is where she talks to Bliss. And she's just like, you know, be honest. She's like. You know, were you only going to do this pageant for me? Right. And she says, you know, yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. And so at that point, she just tells her, fine. She's like, you know what? Go off and, you know, good luck. Right. She's really... She's not She's kind of hurt about it because her daughter lied to her about wanting to do the pageant whenever she, like, asked her daughter, like, twice, basically. Right. Are you sure? Because I don't want you to do this for me. Do it for you. Right. So anyway, so, you know, all the girls, at that point, the dad hands her her skates. Yeah. And is like, you know, here. (laughs) And so, you know, sure enough, all the girls go to leave and she's like, wait, just one second. And then we see all the girls are in the dad's van and he leaves and she's like, good luck, Amber. And she had given Amber the dress. Right. And stuff. You know, that way he didn't go to waste or something. Yep. 
Um, so I think at this point, uh, we're right before the championship bout and the Holy Rollers skate up and meet up with the Hurl Scouts. <laughs> and this is whenever Bliss is like, you know, hey, I really appreciate you outing me uh, in front of everybody. You know, that was a class act. And she goes, what? She's like, I didn't say anything. Right. You know, to anybody. You know, I was just, I was just intimidating you. Yeah. She's like, I want to beat, you know, beat you out there, you know, not from rumors or whatever, but, you know, with my skates. Yep. And so at that point, it's on. Yep. Um, yeah. And so this whole match, it's, it's actually a pretty long scene. Mm-hmm. So like it, in the beginning of the match, you see the dad and the little sister sit down. Right. And we're starting off, you know, things are, you know, kicking off pretty well. You've got the Holy Roller scoring some points and, you know, they're beating up, you know, Smashly and, and everybody else. Yeah. And, and they're, they're trading points back and forth. But in the middle of this, the mom actually also shows up. Right. Just in time, like about probably halfway through the whole, mm-hmm. through the whole bout, through the whole game. Yep. Um, so the mom actually shows up and she's watching this. And this, this whole game kind of, they're trading points back and forth, but it kind of gets to this one point in particular where it is... Bliss is up skating against uh, not Iron Maven, but somebody else. I think Jackie Daniels. That's who it was. And she just like... Lays her out. Yeah. It was probably an illegal move, basically. And you see Bliss sprawled out on the the floor. You know, she's looks like she might be knocked out or something. Yep. And everybody, the whole ring goes silent. Right. And the coach walks over, you know, and checks on her. But she slowly gets up and everybody's, you know, cheering. Yay, you know, she's okay. Right. And that was kind of like a moment where you see, you know, the parents are like, you know, really proud of her for, yeah, you know, getting in there and, you know, kind of getting her hands dirty, but still getting up and playing still. Well, of course you saw like the mom, of course, was scared. Right, know, exactly. She was hurt, you know. And uh, so she gets up and we're, we're back to, we're back to the game. Mm-hmm. And... So instead of just trying to do a play-by-play here, the very last play of the game, the last round bout jam, whatever. Yeah, jam. The it's Iron Maven against Bliss, and it looks like for a second, like Bliss is actually gonna beat the Holy Rollers, like they'll win. They do, but at the last second, like the yeah. Holy Rollers pull off this play and basically just clear the whole ring out of yeah. all of the hurl scouts and then here comes iron maven and scores and everybody at the yeah. very last second i think they and lost only by like four points or yeah something. they lost by like yeah i think four points yeah and you know the the announcers screaming you know the holy rollers win and blah 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 they're still undefeated yeah three peat or whatever yep. so and uh the Girl Scouts at first are just, they look defeated. They're, the they're depressed. They're, the Girl Scouts, they look <laughs> depressed. But the coach comes over and he tells them, you know, hey, look, you know, basically we've never done this before. Yeah, it's like you, you guys know? kicked ass, is yeah. what he says. We've never won a game before until this year, and this year we made it all the way to the championship game on our first try. And then they, you know, again joke, we're number two. Yeah. We're number two, you yeah. know. That kind of thing. <laughs> and so from there, after after the match, 
um, you know, at that point they do like a couple of laps. And oh yeah, some they big... do like a hand, a quick handshake, you know, yeah. kind of like a good game kind of thing. And Iron Maven stops uh, Babe Ruthless at the end, and she's like, "Hey, she's like, you know, great game." And she's like, um, "You know, uh, nice jump, by the way." Because there was a part oh, where she right. actually jumped over Iron Maven. I forgot about that because there were Iron yeah, Maven was on the ground. Got knocked down. Yeah, including... Iron Maven was on the ground, and so she ended yeah. up jumping over. That's right. Iron I'd Maven. forgotten to go over that. It she, was a pretty impressive little jump. It was. And so that's just it. So Iron Maven was like, nice jump. And she goes, thanks. She's like, maybe I'll teach it to you sometime. <laughs> and it just kind of, that kind of ended. And, you know, they um, do a bunch of like laps and stuff around the track, you know, kind of yeah. cheering and stuff. And then after the uh, bout, the dad is like buying all this roller derby stuff. Oh, dude. Yeah. He is like. He's on fire for yeah. this stuff now because his daughter is like... <clears throat> so the dad is at the merge table and he's already bought some stuff. And yeah. he's asking Maggie May. She's like, yeah, she's like, this is your daughter's play card or whatever. And he's like, oh, he's like, how much? And she says $3. And he's like, but it's cardboard. And she's <laughs> yeah. kind of like, well, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the mom also had joined them and everything. And so she you know, finds her parents and sister and sister's got, you know, like the helmet and stuff on and almost like she wants to do Derby too. (laughs) And, um, you know, they were talking about, Oh, you know, great game. And you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. And this is, she pulls her mom aside and she, you know, is like, wow. She's like, I really didn't think you were going to come. Yeah. And the mom, you know, was like, well, you know, she, you could tell she wasn't sure that she was going to come either. And, uh, she, she tells her mom kind of, you know, like, look, she's like, you know, I want to keep doing this. And she's like, and I, I want to move to Austin. Yeah. And which is not that, it's not that far. Far. No. I mean, it's better than where that other lady, other friend is moving to. Right. And so she's like, but you know, I need to know basically that you're going to be okay. Yeah. And the mom's like, well, she's like, it's, you know, it's going to be hard. She's like, but you know, I'm going to try. Yep. Pretty much. And so I guess it's supposed to be, I guess the next day. Yeah. So the next day you see the mom is kind of cleaning around the house. She's helping the other uh, daughter with homework and the bell rings and it's Amber and she hands her the dress and she's, you know, like, here's, you know, here's your dress back. And she's like, I, you know, thank you so much. Yep. And so the mom, you know, is like, asks, you know, so how'd you do? And she's like, oh, she's like, I got second place. And she's like, oh, she's like, well, good for you. And so at that point, she, you know, also is like, here, she's like, this was at Bliss's station. I didn't know if she wanted it or not. Yeah. And it was just like a card and stuff. So the mom opens it and it was going to be her speech on the person that she admires most. Yeah. And it turns out that she had written that, you know, the person she admired most is her mom. Yep. And she gives all these reasons, you know, about why she admires her mom. So... Of course, that made her feel really good. Right. And so, um, let's see. I think actually now is the dad. Yes. Yeah. So now the dad is, uh, he's getting to nail his, yep. pound his sign into his front yard. Yep. Babe Ruthless, uh... number 22, Texas Roller Derby. And he's, <laughs> yes. he's staring at the neighbors, you know, that are next door or whatever. And yeah, he's pounding that sign in there all proud and everything. <laughs> And uh, really, it just ends with, um, 
with Bliss sitting on top of the pig at the oink joint, looking off into the future. <laughs> and yes. that's how it ends. Yep. <laughs> so, I love that movie, though. It's really good. Oh, yeah. Tell you one thing I thought was interesting that we were talking about. So, most of this was filmed in Michigan, and only a, a little bit of it was filmed in Austin. Right. And Which I is thought, kind of disappointing in yeah, a way, you know? I was like, I don't know why they picked Michigan. Although, you know what should have given us a clue, though, is the house that they're in Bliss, her bedroom was like in the basement, and Texas doesn't have basements like anywhere. Oh, that's in true. Texas. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that's not a thing. I mean, if there's if there's a basement here in a house in Texas, then mm-hmm. that's that's gonna cost you because they got to dig through clay. The soil is just not it's just not right for that sort of thing down here. Exactly. So let me go to uh, some other fun facts. So, the Manson sisters, um, they were the the two girls on the Hurl Scouts that were both deaf. Oh, yeah. So, they were played by um, Rachel Piplica and Kristen Adolfi, better known as Iron Maven and Chrissy Crash of the Los Angeles Derby Dolls. Uh, the The pair skated for the Hurl Scouts in the film and in real life skate for the Tough Cookies, the team on which the Scouts were based on. Oh, so that's cool. At one point in the film, Bliss Cavender lies about her age being 22 instead of 17, which was the actual age of Ellen Page, who played her at the time. So Ellen Page was actually 22 at the time. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. So let's see. The movie is written by Shauna Cross, a former roller derby skater with the Los Angeles Derby Dolls. She cross-skated under the name Maggie Mayhem with a team of rogue cops called the Sirens. Many of the team skaters' names and plot lines are inspired by Cross's time with the Derby Dolls. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Let's see. Of the teams featured, only the Holy Rollers are an actual Texas uh, roller derby team. Oh, that's kind of... That kind of almost goes in line with what... Not... Kind of goes in line with what I'm looking up here. I'll go into that here in a sec. I'll let you finish your deal. Let's see, the track used in the movie was built and lent to be used in the movie by a banked track roller derby league from Oklahoma City called Red Dirt uh, Rebellion Roller Girls. <laughs> Man, that's a uh, long name. So let's see, filmed in several parts of Michigan, including Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti, and Detroit. Many of the skaters in the movie are on Detroit's uh, derby team. The film was also shot in Birch Run as well. The diner scenes were filmed in Birch Run in an actual diner that was bought and converted for the film. Let's see, Juliette Lewis, who played Iron Maven, she was also 36 at the time. Oh, was she really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. That's kind of like the most interesting. I kind of got one thing that I said sort of kind of tied into um, yours. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really tie into it. It's not like directly tied, but it's sort of along the lines of it because it's it's not real. <laughs> right. So I've been, while you were kind of talking about that, I've been looking it up and I I cannot find a Bodine, Texas. Really? I, I check both spellings. Huh. The way they spell it in the movie, B-O-D-E-E-N. Interesting. Which I kind of figured that was 
I thought maybe that would be incorrect, so I tried it as B-O-D-I-N-E, which I would have kind of figured would be more close if it were to be well, real, and but I that just, didn't pop up anything either. I checked Bodine, Texas. It brought up uh, Derby Girl, which was the novel by Shauna Cross that I just mentioned. Yeah. And, yeah, it says it tells the story of Bliss Cavender, a girl from the fictional town of Bodine, Texas. Oh, okay, yeah, because that so. explains it. And And you remember how... That Oliver guy, whenever they mention Bodine, yeah. and he's like, oh yeah, that little small town off of 194, I cannot find a 194 <laughs> anywhere. There's yeah. a 190, but there's not a 194. Yeah, so it was fictional. Definitely all fictional. But if you're going to be, if you're going to say you're in Texas, like, can, can the, can not the only real thing about your whole Texas thing not be the Alamo Draft House? I know, that right? That you feature in the film? Can you, like, work on some of the other stuff at right. least? Yeah. Like, you didn't even try. <laughs> right. Half the people didn't even have real accents That's anyway. That's true, too. I didn't think about that. <laughs> so. Well, what do you want to use to rate this? Um, uh, Mercy, we can really use a lot of stuff since it's derby. You use teeth or... No. Uh, uh, skates? Yeah. That sounds good to me. Four skates out of five. <laughs> four skates. Yeah, I think I'll do the same. I think I'll do four out of five. Okay. Um, I It was it was still good. I mean... Right. There were issues that I had with it, all of which I voiced <laughs> here. Yeah. But it was still a good movie. Yeah. So next week, uh, we are going to do A League of Their Own... Oh yeah, good. One of the, one of the you know better baseball there's, movies. There's no crying in baseball. That's right. <laughs> so another Tom Hanks classic. Exactly. I think just about every movie Tom Hanks touches is basically a classic. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> you know, just a little side note about you know Tom Hanks and his movie career. So I may be wrong in this, but I thought I read one time. That he doesn't, he does not discuss the burbs. I don't think he really likes the burbs. Huh. I, I could be wrong, but I thought I read somewhere that, you know, whenever he's discussing his movie career and stuff like that, the burbs is not really one of the movies that he likes to talk about or he does talk about. Interesting. Which is kind of funny because it's, it's so popular. It's got such a cult classic. Like, if that's really true, it's like, come on, man. It's a good movie. Like, right. You know, you're Tom Hanks anyway. It's not like your career's blemished by this one movie. <laughs> right. So. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's, that's you know, how the grapevine is. That's just something I thought I, I had heard. Right. But, uh, anyhow, yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. It's going to be good. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All right, bye. All right, bye.